Hello everyone, the following episode is a segment cut from a Patreon episode about crush psychosis, Um, all about crush psychosis. It was just a natural tangent that came to be when talking about Valentine's Day in February and just like what crush psychosis is, um, why I call it that, what it feels like to me, how I get over it, how I think that it's something really common these days, um, simply because it's easier for us to get anxious and so and so and I'll get into it. Um, crush psychosis. I'm really excited to share this one. If you enjoy it or enjoy anything that I do, consider subscribing to patreon.com slash whether just to donate support, if you want to stop in for a day, download a bunch of episodes, put them in a file and listen to them on a plane, you can do that. You can share it with a friend. You could keep up with it like a show. Um, as we do four to five episodes a week, I think. I think it's like five, four, with like some stuff thrown in. It's a good time. Um, Otherwise, enjoy. And thank you for your interest. All right, let's talk about crush psychosis. What is crush psychosis? What does it look like? Well, this is what crush psychosis is. (laughs) It's a Sunday. It's a beautiful day out. You have nothing to do. The world is your oyster. You could do anything you want in the world. And what are you doing? You are trapped on tarot TikTok. (laughs) You're trapped on intuitive message TikTok. And just letting them run. Six minutes, three minutes, whatever. One after the other. One after the other. Um, On top of that, there's someone who you're just really into for some reason. And you're just looking at their follower count did it go up did it go down what is he liking who commented on the new picture you know all of a sudden you're you have a new hobby (laughs) came out of nowhere all of a sudden big interest trying to educate yourself on something you've never really (laughs) cared about before but i don't know maybe someone you really like is into it um crush psychosis crush psychosis is like save me you know it's like you're like someone save me like you're you're like save me like you're it's like you're putting a bunch of firecrackers into the sky on a deserted island and the person who you want to see them is just kind of asleep somewhere crush psychosis is when you want to be connected to someone so bad but they're not connecting with you and so you try to connect with them in all kinds of different ways that actually make you obsessed and no longer in the connection of their essence, which you claim to want, but more so in the connection of their narrative and your own perceptions of them. So what that means is, let's say you have a crush on someone and it just feels so big and major to you. So you're really you know, specialized about what move you're going to make and how you're going to move with them and everything. And since you can't connect with them like you so badly want to, like you so badly want to sit with them and hear about their life and their parents and their mother and what they did today and what they ate. You so badly want to connect with them, but you can't. They're just not available. It's, you know, you're so scared of making the wrong move, all these different factors. Point is you can't connect with them. So instead of that, you try to connect with them in other ways. You want to look at who their friends are on social media. You want to look at who they're following. You want to see if they've been following, you know, other girls. And if they're on like a dating app and like who else are they looking at and 
what's their type you know what kind of girls have they been who is their ex-girlfriend like doing all this research because you want to feel connected to them you want to connect to them and their life and their stories and, and you want that to be happening at a dinner or in your bed but it's not so you you know try to fill that gap by hunting them down in other ways you know through tarot through their following through their instagram pages through their socials like trying to find out all this information about them and there's all these jokes and memes and stuff you know about like when he comes over to my house and his like grandpa zillow listing is like on my computer and it's like you know crush a big element of crush psychosis which starts out as fun but then gets bad you know bad if you're not you know keeping it in check or if they you know don't really show up for that connection and then you're like constantly you know but it starts out as fun as like the initial like research when you're researching someone um and you try to find all the information you can it's because you wish you were sitting across from them and they were saying oh yeah my grandpa lives in lancaster <laughs> you know and then you're like oh something about you how nice i feel connected to you thank you for telling me that but since you don't have that, you know, you're getting on the computer being like, okay, his grandpa lives in Lancaster, like, more information <laughs> about the person I love, <laughs> you know, classic, I mean, people, like, kill people over that shit, you know, but most of us are not, like, at that level, think what, but, you know, the base level that we all experience it at, and crush psychosis, you know, it's an energy like all things and an energy that has a big presence needs to expand and go outwards and be kind of tired out. You know, crush psychosis is like similar to mania, actually. You know, it's this ethereal euphoric feeling trapped in micro connections that are more about narrative and perception and not really about the big picture and end up not being that important, right? Um, so much like with manic energy, you have to either exercise that out of you. Like you have to move, you have to literally move the energy so that your heart's beating and your, and your body's moving and you get in your body and your energy can now be used. You know, the big energy, you know, there's more energy is needed to fuel a body than to fuel a thought. So if you have too many thoughts, that means that you need to put you need to use the fuel for the body so that it can actually burn, right? Too much fuel. What if we all have too much fuel and we're not... Okay, whatever. Too much fuel into thoughts, which creates anxiety. Anyways, the worst thing you can do is be hunched over at your laptop or your phone thinking about this thing and not moving. The only way to get through crush psychosis is to recognize that you're experiencing a form of mania that is subtle and is not like going to ruin your life, you know, but it will create situations that are really hard on your body and really hard on your nervous system and, you know, take you away from what you want to do and make you see things that aren't really there and make you lose your power in a situation. You know, it's like, that's what happens. Um, and so the way to really I think counter it is just see it as a physical entity without a story, right? Because crush psychosis and mania, like they love their little stories. They love their little stories, you know, uh, crush psychosis will be like, 
okay, if I do this and like do this, then I'm going to get him this way. And like, let me look at this video. And this video told me that he's like this. And, um, you know, if I express this energy, he'll express this energy. And he's this kind of man. He's this, she's this kind of woman. And so I have to do this tactic for this kind of person. It's all like story and it doesn't do anything. Um, and you can get there just like forever. Right. And the key is to take that story away and say, I am in, you know, a soft and safe but still fucking dumb (laughs) um form of psychosis like i'm in a low state of psychosis and mania it's not my fault i'm not crazy i have just injected myself with a belief and a desire for connection that cannot be fulfilled so i'm making micro connections in this little contrived world and the moral of the story is you're an energy ball just being suffocated and how do we release it how do we get expansive we have to work out we have to channel it somewhere else somewhere bigger where it could be something else the only way to manage crush psychosis psychosis is to use it everyone uses it differently some people get you know crush psychosis and they should run around the block some people get crushed psychosis and they should write 50 poems. They should sing a song. They should dance around in their room. They should blast Taylor Swift in a convertible. But they have to do something with it because crushed psychosis is just an excitable, horny, euphoric desire to connect. And that is what mania is. And they're the same. You know what? I think I'm going to make this public because I just feel like it would be helpful before Valentine's Day, like this portion of it. Um, I think I'll put it on clear build. Okay, I'm going to do that. Anyways, crush psychosis, much like mania, (laughs) the soft and safe kind, (laughs) they both can be so wonderful when they're used. But the problem is, is we're so bad at using fuel and allocating it. And we're addicted to kind of the drama and like the contrived feeling of being so tightly like wound up with that energy that we forget how hard it is on us. And it's like crush psychosis is just like a series of like, coming up and coming down to much like mania can be right it's like contrived contrived euphoric energy tight to stops feeling good you know what i mean it's like this contrived like nicotine caffeine feeling you know your nervous system it's like feels good for a second things are more vivid you know songs hit better like things are more euphoric um it's a drug you know but then you come down and with crush psychosis it's like not like a drug or like even mania where there's almost like a container for it you know it's not like a drug where you take it and it's like okay you'll be feeling euphoric for like eight hours and you'll have a come down it's like it's like that but like without any container (laughs) you know you get a text and then you've taken the drug you don't know how long it's gonna last you know you um you know you have a moment of connection and then a moment of going away and it's like up and down you know and so much like like mania soft mania or doing any drug that induces mania like molly or something you know you can't help the fact that life is going to be full of euphoria and like intense moments and then they'll be taken away from you but what you can really manage is going from one state to the next and i think the key to crush psychosis whether it's only in your mind or if it's with someone you're you know, genuinely with and like sleeping with, hanging out with. And so it's even more pressing, (laughs) you know, it's like you have to manage the flow from each state because that's where you suffer. You know, you don't suffer when everything's good. You don't suffer when you're finally like detached again. Okay. You suffer in between those moments and, you know, people who really keep you hooked 
they're the ones who kind of almost like let you go through the full healing cycle first and the healing cycle really depends on the relationship you know what I mean so in a situationship maybe the healing cycle is like two weeks you know because it's like you see them really intense really like them want to see them again wish that you were closer psychosis crush psychosis right and then this really terrible stage that's like feels like shit and then the detachment stage and the moment where you feel like shit is you're grabbing for the euphoric stage again and then you get detached then they come back and you have your confidence back by then you feel powerful by then um and then they come back and like this can go on forever you know (laughs) um and you think you know people like to frame this as it's done on purpose right that people do this on purpose that you know the guy who's unreliable and that you started hanging out with and you never made a plan with you presented yourself as a chill girl just seeing what the fuck was up and now that it's chill and things are seeing what the fuck is up you can't handle it um people will always say that it's done on purpose like people breadcrumb you and they string you along and it's this purposeful manipulation tactic my theory honestly is that it's not a purposeful manipulation tactic it's just Someone who isn't committed to you is going to align to your energy when you're available. Does that make sense? And you think you're available when you're in crush psychosis or when you're in dopamine detriment after that high, but you're not, not on an energetic level. (laughs) So when you go and then you're finally feel good and empowered and you don't care about them and you're just an open book and anything can happen, just like you said you were going to (laughs) be... And then they come back, it's like, it really is just like an energetic exchange. Is that clicking? Like, I feel like it could go either way. (laughs) But that's how I feel. And this kind of takes away also this like bigger thing about crush psychosis, which is the victim feeling, which comes with the high and the low. Like, sometimes you're the victim and sometimes you're the one in control. And that's another back and forth that really just comes with the energy shifting but is like a big narrative that even locks it in even more you know i'm the victim about this because you know either i'm a victim to dating culture i'm a victim to this specific guy because you know even though i came into this situation without any idea what i really wanted you know even though i did that like they're not showing up right away and so now I'm a victim to them specifically because I've decided they're a bad person or I'm a victim to men in general, you know, like all these like things that like come with like dating can make you feel like such a victim, you know, and in some ways, you know, we're all a victim to society's games, but love is not found in society's games, right? And so society do be playing with us, but we also need to always be aware of that (laughs) you know like it's on us in a way it's on us you know to be looking for love in society (laughs) Uh, in a metaphorical sense right so crush psychosis is really just like any other psychedelic euphoric mania type drug any type of dopamine rush it's just so crazy because it's so in, with crushes and with love and with another person, it's so inconsistent. There is no other substance in this world that is not kind of completely in your control. 
You know what I mean? Most of us get food whenever we want, can order whatever we want, whenever we want, especially if you're in a city, you know? Consistency, you always can have your food treats around. Drugs, if you're a drug person or alcohol person, just buy alcohol and drink it, you know? There's no out of control factor, you know? Like, you just gotta find it and get it. But with people, a major drug, you know, actually, my God, full circle, you guys. So all the quotes of the month for Salvador Dali, right? He has a quote that says, I don't do drugs, I am drugs. Okay, full circle. (laughs) So speaking to that, humans are drugs. And they're the most inconsistent drug because humans are not consistent and humans are not something that we're buying and storing in our cabinet and reaching for whenever we want. We have no control over what they do. None. Like, it's like a drug with it, like, (laughs) humans are drugs with free will. That's so crazy. It's like having, like, a bag of cocaine running around and hiding from you and, like, playing, like, it's crazy. (laughs) So we have to understand that, you know, and we have to feel it and we have to be real about it, Um, you know, and only then can we understand it or enjoy it or see that it's going on, or at least let it happen and find it kind of funny and silly, you know, because there's a lot of things that we can't actually stop. And I think, you know, crush situations, we'd love to think that we can all like go Zen mode (laughs) at any time. Um, But no, crush psychosis comes for all of us, all of us, you know, which is kind of sexy. Like, crush psychosis wants you so bad. <laughs> you feeling undesired in your situationship? Well, crush psychosis wants you terribly. Like, it's pursuing us. Um, and I think the key to everything is not having shame or guilt, right? Don't have shame or guilt about crush psychosis. Find it funny and cute. Think of all the times you've seen it represented in media and movies as a funny and cute thing, you know? Think of the intense feelings, you know? Um, watch movies that make it beautiful and funny, you know, like call me by your name, call me by your name, such a good movie, I mean, that was some wild shit, right, (laughs) imagine the crush psychosis they were in, freaking staring at shorts, fucking peaches, what, but it was beautiful, and it was true, um, and I think, like, Latin movies, I, I made a tweet recently where I was, like, um, a lot of it was got a lot of love for my audience amount it was like it went out there you know um and i said if you are a horny passionate woman you need to watch latin films don't let these sterile americans make you feel crazy or wrong and this is something you know another thing i'm being real about like i this is me like and ever since i was a teenager i had to watch latin films so that I wouldn't feel insane, so that when I felt this crush psychosis, when I felt this mania around love, when I was so desperate for love and so wrapped up in desire, I could watch, like, you know, Shakira cutting onions and crying and grinding, like, on a table, like, staring at a guy who's, like, looking out a window, (laughs) you know, and just, like, the drama and the intensity and the exaggeration of it and being like, that is how I feel, because how we feel is a dramatization usually of what's going on, right? So when we look at something, like if we feel like we're in love with somebody and we're so into them and we're literally just like 15 years old sitting in the hallway for two minutes, (laughs) that's it. 
that is the extent of what's going on. Seeing their name pop up on AIM and not saying anything. That's the extent of it. In your head, it feels like the fucking Shakira Tortura, <laughs> La Tortura video. La Tortura? Don't hate me. La Tortura. <laughs> the Shakira video. So you watch that and you get to channel that big feeling you know, through those other people. And like Latin films are really good at capturing (laughs) crush psychosis to me. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's so, there's this, there's always this kind of, yeah, like surreal, absurd quality, you know, there's always this over the top drama. It's also very, there's, I think a lot of, um, oh my God, so much Latin romance. It's like so good at, um, mixing romance with the mundane and i see this a lot with brazilian literature um brazilian movies brazilian music like there's this way of making like cooking and like putting beans in a pot sound romantic like the way that they tell stories is like i was thinking about you in my house and like the clothes were drying and there's this thing about like the lust and like you know the yearning (laughs) in latin culture that is so strong (laughs) but is so good at capturing the mundane you know but i mean that because when you are in those states or you are that person who's very susceptible to this kind of thing it's like you need to feel represented to help you not feel shame or guilt or isolation about how strong you feel you know so latin movies are really good um my recommendation for the person who asked me is start with the shakira la tortura video and watch that, love it, live it, love it, (laughs) Um, and then watch Vicky Cristina Barcelona, which is a Woody Allen movie, and then after that movie, watch um, Hamon Hamon, which has Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem, but it's a Spanish film from when they were just starting out, it's like Penelope Cruz's first movie, she was 16, and she lied about being 16, and it's kind of like, it ends up it's like kind of like child porn then so that's fucked up (laughs) but it's like you know what i'm saying like it's some real shit so you see vicky christina barcelona through an american lens that they have now these very established careers and then you see um hamon hamon and like where they met and in this like way more like hypersexual like you know it's like american lens versus this like older spanish lens where these rules were being broken it's so trippy and then the movie movie um, Gabriella 1L, 1983. This is a Brazilian movie. Um, very famous, very iconic. Um, there's a beautiful song by Antonio Carlos Jobim, also called Gabriella, related to the movie. The song is in the movie. Um, it's just a beautiful movie, <laughs> and it's very sexual, very horny, very romantic, very back and forth, like, it's just so fucking real. <laughs> it's so good, um, and it's beautiful, and these wonderful montages, and a really lovely film, and so that's my criteria for that, and, you know, I love Sandra Cisneros, I love, um, Clarice Lispector, both of them, I think, are really good at speaking about passion, like just flowing through the mundane and just coloring your world, making you sensitive and making everything change with it. Just like this psychedelic vibe, you know. I think Uptown Girls is also a really good crush psychosis movie. Like it's about this just kind of like manic New York girl played by Brittany Murphy 
you know, likes a guy, doesn't like a guy, likes him, crush psychosis about him like crazy, calling him. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so if you need to feel represented, you got to do it. You know, sometimes sex and the city can go there and that can be fun. But just find media that makes you laugh at yourself, that makes you feel represented, that makes you feel that everyone has crush psychosis and it's okay. And LOL, I could easily hold my own at that table with the Sex and the City girls right now because I feel crazy too, you know? Just get that vibe, you know? Don't don't get on TikTok and have fucking people trying to make it all serious, you know? <laughs> you get on TikTok and it's like, avoidant, attachment, narcissist, like all these words that make you feel like you're building a case, right? Everyone wants you to build a case. Everyone wants you to... <laughs> Everyone wants you to get crushed psychosis and then like you know but you're just i don't know you're still i to me that's still the contrived energy you know if you're not laughing about it if you're not moving about it if you're not making art about it it's not helping you you know um yeah yeah I'm trying to figure out if they're attached or not <laughs> it's not gonna do anything it really is not you know Hanging out with your best friend and having such a good time that you genuinely forget them and you're not just having a good time in spite of them or as a cope, but genuinely, and you know what I mean, because there is a difference um, when you just kind of, you know, actually get in the zone. That's what makes things happen for everybody <laughs> in the whole world. Crush psychosis, like any psychosis, is an energy and attachment tied to a symbol. In this case, the symbol is a person and that's all it is you know and we can say that we love the person we can say that we have a past life with them we could say that they you could save them somehow you know like they are just blind to the truth and you're the reason for the truth like even if that is true you know even if they're so wrong and you guys are meant to be together and you can see it now um some people they're supposed to be wrong you know, point is you can't control people. You can't change them. You can't tell them what to do. Um, all you can do is be vigilant and patient and avoid getting into practices that keep you from God and love and essence and all the things that make you feel free and unconditional loved because that is when you're most open to the truth and that truth is either maybe that crush is meant for you and then they finally come back into your life when you're in your zone or the truth is that they're really not meant for you you know and you finally realize that or they cut it off or they do a really truth-telling move the point is what you want is the truth and you're gonna get it if you manage that feeling and the landing and the takeoff and landing of those rushes and that human drug you know Another thing that gets in the way of crush psychosis and healing from it is the way that we attach to this person as a symbol of our self-worth, right? We might have gotten really attached to this person, we're attached to the dopamine that they give us, the connection that they give us, and it makes us feel more euphoric and worthy, right? So... Um, they start to be an image for our self-worth. So if they text us in the morning, okay, we feel worthy and beautiful and great that day. We have a great day. If they don't, if they skip some time, if they do something that makes us feel like they're uninterested, if we have a memory that makes us feel like they were uninterested, um, and then all of a sudden we're unworthy and they become, you know, it's funny because I used to really think about the worthy thing a lot as like something that had to be undone in the narrative brain, but worthiness 
is another thing that comes into the vibration of any accelerated high, you know? So attaching someone to your self-worth doesn't really need to be undone as much as the core issue, which is just understanding the energy that you're in, you know, and the rise and fall and it being so extreme that it's so contrasted. Because the truth is, is like, we are always going to be in different states of up and down. The only thing we feel is the transition between the two. You know what I mean? So the more stark the transition, much like the law of contrast, like if you think of like black and white as a stark transition, you know, you notice it, whereas a gradient is a soft transition. And the most comfortable that we can be in energetically is acting like a gradient, not like a checkerboard. Um, but quick up and downs, especially inconsistent ones that are with someone that we're not have any you know control over you know like a drug or a substance um yeah that contrast is so innocent and it shakes us up so much more and so normally we're probably throughout life at different times we feel more worthy than other times you know we go in and out of this flow of like yeah sometimes I feel on top sometimes I don't you know and it's but it's not that bad but when we have a crush it's like I feel good I don't feel good like every hour because they are our substance, you know, we're no longer living in the gradient, we're living in the checkerboard, <laughs> you got to get out of there, you know, or you got to make it into a dance floor and, you know, or play a game on it, hmm. either dance, <laughs> it's either a dance floor or a checkerboard, <laughs> take your pick, but the real thing you want to do is transcend it all and turn it into a gradient, right, okay, I also want to say that the conditions that make us more self-interested in a bad way, because there's self-interest in a good way, you know, caring about your hygiene, your maintenance, caring about life, caring about your friends, thinking about what you truly need, thinking about your authentic self, thinking of your practice and how to stay in energies that you want to stay in, all that, um, that's a form of self-interest that's good. You know, the self-interest required to make art, the self-interest required to sit down and care enough about something that happened to you that you put it on paper or you make a poem out of it, right? But there's a negative self-interest, right? And it's the kind that is isolating and fearful and it makes you feel like you're scarce and you compete with others and you're greedy and you feel like there's not enough for you. And it's like a fearful self-interest. It's like a self-interest that isn't enjoying itself and self-interest that genuinely feels alone, right? A self-interest that is not working in the name of connection, but in the name of fear, you know? And so I think there was a time where when I would talk about desire <clears throat> and crush psychosis, I think I was very much into these topics of like, what psychological happenings do they make, right? But all of the psychological happenings are kind of just conditions that exist on a scale of like love or fear essentially which we all know because every single spiritual person on the planet has said that they all came to the same conclusion every single one i swear to god you could look at every single spiritual person ever and there will be at one point they'll say well yeah love or fear <laughs> that's it there's even a in donnie darko there's a scene about love and fear right you know, that was a that was a movie made in the essence of the subconscious and the psychedelic and the other world. So there's gonna be some <laughs> gonna be some clues in there. <laughs> Anyways, crush psychosis is an attempt to attract love with fear. And that doesn't work. 
because love doesn't chase fear. Love is just love, right? And fear is just running. Running and running and running. Probably on a hamster wheel, honestly, because when you're running from things in your head <laughs> or feelings, you're not physically running, right? But physically running would help with all that, you know? Yeah. And last but not least, I think your goal should always be, no matter what you're doing in your life, whether it's a relationship, a career, your morning routine, it's always about getting closer to the energy of love, which is another word for the energy that brings you closer to flow state, brings you closer to God, makes you feel healthier, makes you get sick less, makes you just feel good, right? That energy that we're always, we, we know we've had stints of it, we've had it here and there, we know when we're fostering it, we know when we're not. That energy, like everything else, <laughs> it's just another battle of teaching us how to always move closer to love. And what does love gives us? It gives us the truth. And the truth might not be that the object of your, of your affection is good for you. They could have just been another practice in getting you close, closer to love. <laughs> you know, there's no guarantee and you can't be attached to an outcome. There's no win or lose in love unless we're playing a game, unless we're making it into a checkerboard and not a dance or a gradient. <laughs> Um, but love as a checkerboard, it's like if you feel f deep feelings of win or loss, you're not in the game of love. You're in a game of win or loss. Does that make sense? So much of us crush psychosis for us is a feeling of win and loss, depending on the chemicals we're getting from the connection we're getting and from all of our studying, <laughs> all of our studying and planning, right? And so if you've made a crush psychosis into game or win or lose, that is a sure sign that you are playing a game and you do have a hand in this. You are gamifying romance and love and connection into dopamine hits, a moment of self-worth, a moment of being seen, a little game, and it's fine. We're all playing games sometimes, right? Some of us are going to play games. Some of us are going to have a couple years where we're just free and out in the world and we want to see what we put out there and how it bounces back and sometimes we do that with people or people we date or people we have sex with and we're having fun but just know that you're doing it that's the whole point the whole point of awareness is just knowing that you're doing it so you're not suffering so that you're not meticulously playing checkers on a board and telling yourself that you're looking for love you know what i mean just know what you're doing and if you're not doing the right thing then you got to shift your energy shift your you know behavior shift your storytelling it's a lot of work but it's really fun work um it's the work of our lives <laughs> and it should be really fun um just be aware you know be aware of sorry i had to pause because i realized okay so i've always wanted to make a book of like my dad's um like isms like just stuff that he repeats um i think we should all do that because <laughs> dads be repeating shit um and one of them is be aware he would say that all the time he would say that every time i love the house he said be aware and that was i don't know at the time i was just like he's telling me to like look both ways in the street or something but when i get older like and i make it more metaphorical i think about like awareness and my dad as a spiritual person being like be aware and like how broad <laughs> how broad it could be but of course when you're young you're like okay yeah i won't like take candy from a stranger but um, yeah, it's funny to think of it like be aware, like energetically, <laughs> but it's true. And I mean that with this, it's like, be aware of what you're doing. If you're playing a game, if you're feeling low and you're, and you're 
you know, using crushes and dating to hold up a mirror to yourself, to gamble on your own image, to see if you're desirable, or even just to have sex or have fun, and you're doing all of that, you know, and when the dopamine gets low, when they're not falling in love with you right away, when it's not going to plan, you know, it just crushes you, you know, just see that you have a hand in it, right? And it's so much better to see that you have a hand in it. It's so much better to blame yourself because then you can fix it. You know, you can fix it, shift things. Um, but the only goal is truth, right? And so part of fixing things, part of uh, getting rid of crush psychosis is also being aware <laughs> that whatever happens in your pursuit of the truth might not be that person you have to let go of that person and only when you're ready to let go of that person will you get the truth right whether the truth is that you get the person or not but you have to be you have to completely let them go that's why they say if you love someone let them go because you're looking for the truth you know and earlier you know we were talking about that book the war of art and how he says what would you be doing if like there was nobody left on the planet or like you're the only person on earth like what would you still be doing you know, which is to say, like, what what do you do for your soul? What do you do no matter what, right? Um, kind of is what, like, letting go is. Like, letting go of the whole drama, the whole story, the whole audience of it. And being like, okay, if all of my stories aren't in the room, if all of my narratives aren't in the room, if all of my triggers aren't in the room, if I just let go and I'm just like, God knows better than I do. God knows whether I fucking need this man or not. I don't. I'm, you know, a human being in a society with, like, a brain <laughs> like you know if you let go you know then you get the truth right that's always how it is it's crazy um but i think that's what that quote means so many so many cliches are true that's the reality so many cliches are true and so many statements like be aware before you leave the house <laughs> are deeper than I initially thought um so the only way to manage psychosis is to have fun, to move, to laugh at yourself, and to completely let go, which is to say to surrender. Surrender your control. Surrender your desire to control the uncontrollable, which is another human and relationship. Uncontrollable. <laughs> Deeply uncontrollable. And that's why it's such... It's good to be in relationships, right? Because it really... They really test you. They really put you in a crazy world. <laughs> and I think that's why I like romance so much, just because it's such a test. It demands so much of you. You have to see so much of yourself and so much of another person, but more, more so yourself, because you're in your little control center. And that's where it's hard. It's much harder to like see your own bullshit than someone else's, right? Much harder. <laughs> We're way more forgiving of other people than we are of ourselves. So that's the real struggle is the internal one. Um, but yeah, to go out there and do that, I mean, that is what life's about. That is what we're here to do is just to put ourselves in situations and get better at alchemy and getting close to love and close to like God, you know, that's really where it's at. So when you're in crush psychosis, and you feel like a loser and, you know, you're doing all you can to get out of that hole, or maybe you're in the phase where you're enjoying it, whatever phase of it you're in. Just remember, you're not alone. This is your life's work. It is the mental and emotional version of going up and down a mountain or doing a hike, which 
would probably keep you from crush psychosis if you did it. <laughs> um, it's the same thing, and it's wonderful. It's tragic, it's amazing, but it's life. <laughs> it is life, and it prepares you for everything, right? Anything that's intense on our emotions and our everything, it builds character. It's good training. It's good training for all kinds of stuff. It's good training for life and death, right? In Notes on Shapeshifting, I talk about how romance is a medium and how to witness the beautiful life that like is breathed into a relationship and to have that and to have it end, right, is exactly a practice for life and death. It is a mirror of life and death within life, right? And that is our ultimate reality, <laughs> life and death, right? That is everything. That's just it. <laughs> Done. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the crush psychosis portion of the film.